Hey there, thoughtful listener. What is your number one lead generation blocker? Head to upmyinfluence.com slash quiz to find out right now. That's upmyinfluence.com slash quiz, and I'll share why you aren't getting the intros and sales you deserve. We're also actively seeking guests for this daily commercial-free entrepreneur wisdom podcast. Agency owners, consultants, coaches, and B2B service providers, head to upmyinfluence.com slash guest, and I'd love to promote your expertise to our amazing audience. Let's get on with the show. With us right now, it's the CEO of Canary. It's Greg Edwards. Greg, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me, Josh. Glad to be here today. Absolutely. Canary is found on the web at canary.com. That's K, or sorry, C-A-N-A-U-R-I.com. And what is Canary? So Canary is an anti-ransomware tool that detects actively running ransomware and kills it. Okay, how? (laughs) <laughs> so good. You good gave question. me too short of an answer. You <laughs> caught me off guard. That's, that's all right. I wanted to be concise. Uh, so, what we do is deploy bait files. So, that's where the canary comes in. And what these bait files are for is so that the ransomware can attack those rather than attacking your actual data. And so, when a ransomware attack happens, it starts running generally across a network and it will start encrypting and exfiltrating files. What our system does is utilizes those bait files to recognize that happening. And so this is when an attack gets past all of your other defenses, which happens every 11 seconds in the US, uh, and it's actively running on, on the network. So we recognize that, we kill it, and we isolate the the machine that's running the ransomware attack. Yeah. Um, so, I, well, this is cool. I, and I'm thinking about where does this start? Um, and I don't, what I don't want to have happen is to say, a, a, you know, small business owner listening to this says, well, that only affects enterprise. Like our stuff is pretty simple, you know, um, but, but can you kind of talk about why ransomware should be a concern for small business owners and what does that end up looking like because you know i'm thinking i've got my crm yeah it's got a lot of you know customer information in there for sure um you know and then billing we do through you know kind of third party stripe so i think it would be easy for someone in my situation to be kind of lulled into a sense of false security <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So this is, I mean, it's happening all the time. The average is every 11 seconds of every single day, a ransomware attack is hitting either a a business or a government entity in the US. And so what that means for small businesses is that they absolutely are a target. And when when a ransomware attack, whether it hits a a large corporation, which are the ones we see in the news, um, but what you don't see is the small businesses that are hit. Those don't make the news, but it's it's devastating to a company. And what it does is it, it locks all of the files so that you can no longer access them. So whether that's the CRM system or um, or the data files associated, 
it locks and then holds those for ransom so that yeah. you as as the business owner and all of your employees can no longer access them without paying the ransom or fully recovering from from backup. Yeah. Should we ever pay the ransom? Yeah, that's that's a tough question. So sometimes right. it depends. That's I'll <laughs> give the lawyer answer of it. Depends. Yeah, right. Um, so I, I definitely would not recommend paying, but sometimes you have to. And, and those cases are generally when they also destroy the backups. So what these cyber criminals are doing now is they're, they'll go in and the first thing they'll do is wipe out any backups that are connected on the network. And so before they start the actual ransomware attack, oh. then when that actual ransomware attack runs and the business is trying to recover, they find out, well, all of our backups are also gone. This sucks. <laughs> it really, it, it really does. And, and the, the idea for this business actually came from the last business that I owned was an offsite backup and disaster recovery mm, company. Yeah. Um, that I sold back in 2016. And that with that business, 20% of our client base was hit by ransomware attacks between 2012 and 2016. So this is before it even got bad. Uh, and that's what, what gave me the idea of, of starting this anti-ransomware company. Yeah. Okay. So, um, you know, are, are there, you know, aside from having, you know, protective services in place, where do you see most of the vulnerabilities taking place? So it, it still actually comes through email. So that's that's the most prevalent way, but that's about 50% roughly of ransomware attacks that come through. And really, when you think about this evolution of cybercrime and the way that these attackers are getting in, it's, it's something that's always happened. So we have always had malware and some malware has always gotten through. It's just that now the vast majority of that malware is now ransomware. Mm -hmm. And so those, those small amounts that are getting through add up to massive destruction uh, and that we just didn't see certainly 10 years ago, it was just about 10 years ago when ransomware very first started back in 2012. And that's really coincides with cryptocurrency becoming prevalent. And the, the ability for the cyber criminals to be paid completely anonymously from yeah. anywhere in the world, that's where that transition happened from malware, just you know slowing, slowing your computer down and your IT department will reload it, put you back on the network to becoming fully financially motivated. And then that primary financial, financial payment comes in the form of ransomware. Yeah. Okay. So I don't want to be a victim of ransomware. So here's what I'd like to do is I'd like to make sure that, you know, from the SMB level, let's say we're talking to an agency owner, for, for example, what are some best practices that users and just, you know, just from a process standpoint, like you really should, you know, make sure that all your team members are doing this, 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 you should be doing this. Like what, what are some of those things we could do proactively, which of course I'm sure you love to hear and love to promote. Like don't, don't wait till you're a victim, like <laughs> reduce your risk by doing X, Y, Z. Yeah. And it's all about the, the multiple layers of protection. And so really starts with, 
what I call hygiene. So good technology hygiene, knowing how many assets you actually have, how many computers are on your network. Are they all patched and up to date with, with all of the software patches that come out, which on average, there are 60 vulnerabilities per day that are identified in all of the different software packages that we use. And so making sure that all of those devices are identified and making sure they're patched. That's like table stakes, gotta be number one. And then um, good password management and multi-factor authentication. Uh, that is something that I feel like I have been preaching for 15 years now and people are finally like, oh, maybe we should take this seriously. Um, and then, advanced antivirus and endpoint detection and response and security operation centers behind it. I mean, it's it's really become a very, within IT, everything has become very specialized fields. And so you really need to have a cybersecurity expert that is, if it's an, if it's an SMB, it's, it's almost certainly going to be an outsourced person and not just a generalized IT person, it needs to be someone that understands cybersecurity and specializes in cybersecurity. Yeah. Um, so in terms of, uh, here's a really simple, and I, I, I'm hoping that this, um, you know, that this conversation, someone's listening to our conversation right now, that, that they're going to walk away with some very actionable things that they will do. Uh, so step one, make sure all your stuff is up to date, all the latest patches, like there's just no question about that. Um, and then I would say also, you know, I, I bet that there's probably some good resources just from an education standpoint about, you know, the email vulnerabilities. Um, you know, you hope that there's a degree of awareness of, yeah, no, that's a, that's a scam, but some of them are pretty, pretty nefarious. Yeah, yeah. Well, and educating educating the employees and the owners. I mean, that is a very important component. And most most cyber liability insurance and even general liability policies now will include some level of cybersecurity training. That um, a lot of them can be pretty cheesy, but they're still very good reminders of yeah. just making people be suspicious and not falling for the, you know, oh, click here for this invoice that's past due. It, I mean, I see it happen so often, it, it is mind boggling. And the other thing that this has been around for a long time, but I've seen a strong increase of it recently mm -hmm. is where... Uh, an attacker will call and act like they are some some IT support company yep. and want access to the system. And it, it every time I hear it, I think, how do you fall for that? But I, mm -hmm. it's probably at least monthly that I someone that I know or someone within my circle of of people has fallen for that. And these are very educated, intelligent people. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, you know, it's, there's, you know, there's intelligence uh, and then there's just kind of like, I don't want to say it's like street smarts, but it's, you know, just awareness, uh, you know, and, and look, I, I, I've, you know, I've been the victim of, you know, just even dumb stuff like, um, you know, buying a, 
and, and I'm a, I'm a 15 year consumer advocate and consumer, like I teach this stuff and right. I have, you know, been duped or scammed on, you know, thankfully small stuff. Um, but no one's immune. Yeah. And, we, and, and, those, and right. And there doesn't need to be shame involved with it no. because it happens across the board. And I, it's just something that people have to be very aware and very suspicious when they're, especially with their email and or if anyone wants to connect to your machine, you you absolutely should know you're talking to your IT department yeah. um, or your IT service provider and not someone else. Yeah. Um, and so the ransomware attack, I mean, this is, you know, and I've heard stories about this, like, you know, the, 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 the criminals that are doing this, like, it's very organized. In fact, I heard one story where, like, someone was saying that uh, they even had, like, healthcare benefits for their cyber criminal organization. Like they just had like an HR department, like they were treating this like a, a, a very legit business uh, that was apparently pretty profitable, sad to say. They actually do run them just like businesses, primarily in um, in Eastern Europe and in Russia. It's actually slowed down a little mm. with the Ukraine-Russia war going on right now. Mm. Um, but these organizations and, and in Russia specifically, it is not illegal to run these attacks against non-Russian companies. So ah. completely legal and legitimate businesses and they have support departments and they have HR departments. And, and I mean, they are organized just like a, a normal business would be. Yeah. Okay. So Greg, when you come in, like, first off, when should people start engaging with you? So right now, <laughs> definitely <laughs> should engage before the attack happens. Uh, because after the fact, it's too late. Our software has to be installed and on the system before the attack happens. If it's after the fact, it's too late. And then it's a matter of do you have good backups and can you recover? And um, in terms of like, like, what is the scope of that engagement? Is it just, is it expensive? Is it, is the process it, difficult? Like, what is that experience? Yeah, our, our, our deployment is all through IT service providers. So uh -huh. we work uh -huh. with managed, managed services companies and yeah. ones that have a specific security mindset. Uh, and so it's not, it's not that expensive, but it typically included with the, with the package that their IT provider brings. Yeah. So um, how has uh, Canary grown over the years? Like where did you start and then how did, how have you expanded? Yeah. So we started out um, as a managed security services practice. So started out as a services practice and built Canary as a tool because there was nothing in the market that was out there that would stop ransomware. And so we were using cutting edge tools and ransomware was still getting through and we were having to rely on those backups. And so we developed Canary and then launched that in, um, in April of 2021 to as its own entity and its own product. And, and we've grown, so we have, uh, we have partners 
all over the world. I mean, we primarily focus on U.S.-based companies, um, but have grown just through uh, through social media and through awareness to manage service providers all over the world. Um, and then in terms of like the relationship with the managed IT, are you, are you talking about like maybe independent IT service providers? Yep, um, exactly. So if people want to find out more about us, they can then go to Canary and, and um, we can get you in touch with one of our existing partners. Okay, cool, cool. And again, the website for that is canari.com. That's C-A-N-A-U-R-I.com. To our friend that's listening to our conversation right now, you could just kind of click around on the podcast app and get to the show notes somehow. We've got a link right there. You just click on that and then you can go uh, and you can take the Canari tour. Um, but hey, thanks for being one of the good guys out there, Craig. <laughs> uh, and um you know, uh, it's uh, unfortunate. And I'm sure that, um, you know, again, there will be more threats and it's, it's just such a bummer when, uh, you know, particularly I think of like mom and pop, you know, just yeah. making, tr just barely trying to make payroll. Like, you know, if they get hit and they're like, listen for 20 K or whatever, we'll get, they're like, we don't even have that money. Like we don't have that money. We're not sitting on, it's like, what a bummer situation. Oh yeah. And the average, so the average ransom um, is over $380,000. So what? it's not, it's not like it's a few thousand dollars and something you can just easily pay. Sheesh. Um, they, and they will, these attackers, are, they're very sophisticated. And, and many times they will determine ahead of time um, because they've, hacked your system. They'll determine if you have cyber liability insurance, know what the limits of those policies are, and then their ransom will be dependent upon that. Yeah. And, yeah. and then if you don't, I mean, a lot of times if you don't have cyber liability insurance, I mean, they really don't care. No. I mean, they want to get paid, obviously. They want to get paid yep. the very most that they can, but they're going to ransom your files, whether you have cyber liability insurance or not. And then that's going to that's going to determine the amount of ransom that they demand but yeah the average being over 380,000 mm, mm, mm. that's awful all right well uh business owners just one more thing you need to worry about <laughs> and um you know aside from all of the other day-to-day -day stuff um but you know again put this in your threat box um canari.com or again encourage whoever your IT service provider is have that conversation with them you know find out you know what are they doing to limit you know detect and stop ransomware from happening because it's absolutely in your threat box, you know, in terms of like things that could really, you know, we think about the things that could just put us out of business. Um, you know, maybe a really bad, awful tax audit. Uh, certainly, you know, if someone makes a horrible personal mistake, but those are pretty, like you can control those things pretty well. Just do your tax as well, you know, and don't do stupid stuff. Uh, you know, aside from that, you know, maybe market forces, but, you know, criminals, it's, yeah. you know, that can put a business out of business quickly. Right. Well, and imagine, I mean, what people from that risk standpoint, imagine showing up to your office tomorrow and not being able to access anything. So what, what does that do to your business? That's the risk that's involved here. And so properly protecting it is, is critical.
Yeah. Awesome. All right, Greg Edwards, again, thank you so much for this conversation. And again, Canari.com. Thank you, Greg, for joining us. Thanks for having me, Josh. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. If you're a listener, I'd love to shout out your business to our whole audience for free. You can do that by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts or join our listener Facebook group. Just search for The Thoughtful Entrepreneur in Facebook. I'd love even if you just stop by to say hi. I'd love to meet you. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. We love our community who listens and shares our program every day. Together, we are empowering one another as thoughtful entrepreneurs. Hit subscribe so that tomorrow morning, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. I promise to bring positivity and inspiration to you for around 15 minutes each day. Thanks for listening and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Thank you.